Well, every blessing to you all, and welcome back to my open air pulpit. This weekend, Ireland, Southern Ireland to be precise, are going to be having a very controversial and shameful referendum to decide once and for all whether or not to make abortion legal. To my shock and sadness, the entire Irish cabinet are in favour of such a vote. And we have to go back a few years to really uh, remind ourselves as to the demise of Ireland. It wasn't more than five years ago that the Irish people decided to vote for same-sex marriage. And it wasn't long before that uh, that they allowed divorce to take place. The current leader in Southern Ireland, the current Taoiseach, as he is referred to, and we would refer to him as the Prime Minister in the UK, is a practicing homosexual. So you see how Ireland has very much declined in recent years. And one of the reasons for that is due to the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church has dominated Ireland for many, many decades. Ireland was a Catholic country. Priests would rule with a, with a, with a rod of iron. And many Irish people were in fear of the Catholic Church. And with all the scandals that have come out over the last 25 years of paedophile priests, money being uh, moved around to pay off uh, people, priests being moved to different parts of the world. And that infamous account some years ago of a Catholic priest who died and his bishop uh, wrote to the housekeeper, or so he believed her to be, and he asked her to leave the presbytery, which is very common in Catholic circles because many priests have, uh, have housekeepers. And she wrote back to the bishop saying, I'm not going anywhere. And he said, may I ask why? And she said, well, quite simply this, I've been living with priests such and such for 20 something years. We have three children together. You owe me something. And the bishop had a uh, problem. He had somewhat of a quandary on his hands. What's he gonna do? This woman is very vocal. She's gone to the media. This is quite a story. In Ireland some years ago, and eventually this bishop had to give this woman a severance pay, had to pay her off and he was able to slowly but surely uh, diffuse that controversial story. So the Irish people for the last 20 years or so have seen their beloved church pretty much crumble. They've seen a lot of hypocrisy. They've seen the growth of homosexual priests. They've been made aware of paedophile priests. They have been shocked to discover that the Vatican have been ordering priests and bishops and prelates uh, going back many, many decades, if not centuries, to cover up all these scandals. And therefore, the people in Southern Ireland have become somewhat uh, demoralized, somewhat indifferent. And as a result, they've gone from being a Catholic country to being an atheist country. And I'm going to suggest this, that this weekend, it'll be a very narrow, a very tight uh, vote. And I'm going to suggest this, that they will vote to legalize abortion. I'm told that the entire Irish cabinets are in favour of abortion, which doesn't really feel very democratic to me. If you go back to the Brexit vote two years ago, the cabinets were pretty much split right down the middle. 50% were in favour of coming out of Europe and 50% were in favour of staying inside of the European Union. But now the Irish governments are very keen to legalise the murder of unborn babies in the wombs of mothers and yet they're not in favor of the death penalty for murderers, rapists and other wicked and uh, heinous people. This shows me the hypocrisy, the insanity 
of the entire thing. When we look at Great Britain over the last 40, 50, maybe 60 years, when the death penalty was abolished, we weren't asked for our opinion. When uh, the Abortion Act was created and legalized, we weren't asked for our opinion. When homosexuality was abolished and made legal, we weren't asked for our opinion. When same-sex marriage was legalized, again, we weren't asked for our opinion. So in some ways, I have to salute Southern Ireland because they are at least giving their people the chance to vote. And they would vote for divorce, they would vote for same-sex marriage, and I would suggest they will vote for abortion. And yet, if a referendum was to be put to them concerning the death penalty, they wouldn't vote for that. And this shows the madness, quite simply, that the state wants to allow women to murder their children and right up until the present, if you were an Irish woman and if you fell pregnant, you would travel to the United Kingdom where, shamefully, the National Health Service would abort your baby. And most abortions, just for the record, are not, are not done due to incest or rape. Most abortions take place uh, because the woman doesn't want to have the child. It's not convenient. And I've heard of one figure that since 1969, when Britain legalized abortion, the UK has murdered over six million babies. Six million babies. But here's the thing. Because Ireland has been a Catholic country, and still officially is, the people have gone from being Catholic to atheist. They have rejected Catholicism for atheism because they are disgusted. They feel... Uh, disillusioned, they don't really understand how their so-called infallible beloved church could be so wicked, so hypocritical, and therefore they've gone from one extreme, Catholicism, to, be, uh, to another extreme, atheism. And I'm going to say this, that if they do vote yes this coming weekend, and I'm going to suggest they do, although it'd be a very narrow majority, I'm going to hold the Catholic Church responsible for this. If you are an Irish man or woman, and you've grown up in Ireland, all you've ever known is the Catholic Church. Yes, there are some free churches, and there are some Protestant churches, and there are evangelical churches, but 95% of the population are Catholic. And on top of that, I'm going to say this as well, that once this vote comes back this coming weekend, you won't hear anything from the Vatican, you won't hear any anathemas, you won't hear any priests or uh, politicians being anathematized, excommunicated, go back to the 1960s, the 1970s. The Catholic uh, king in Belgium said he wasn't prepared to allow abortion to take place in his country. And the governments of the day said to uh, the king, well, your majesty, if you don't allow abortion to take place or if you don't sign it into law, we can't allow our women to murder their babies, their unwanted babies. And the king of Belgium, an old-style Catholic king, said, I'm not going to budge on this. And he wouldn't budge. And for several years, he stood firm. And eventually he died. His son replaced him. And very shortly afterwards, he signed it into law. That king had morals, principles. He wasn't a saved man. I'm not saying he was. But when it came to the murder of the unborn, he stood firm. He refused to sign abortion into Belgium law. And if you look at the UK over the last 65, 70 years, the Queen has signed pretty much everything into law. She hasn't once said no concerning anything. And if she wanted to, or had she said no, 
the government would have been forced to have done a, to have done a U-turn. Most politicians in Ireland are Catholic. Most presidents in Ireland are Catholic. And yet, like I say, according to the press in the UK, the entire Irish cabinet are in favour of this bill going through. And you won't hear the Pope come out 24 hours afterwards or 12 hours afterwards and say, as a result of Ireland voting for the abortion of babies, I'm going to excommunicate Prime Minister such and such or President such and such. You won't hear that whatsoever. And yet it wasn't very long ago, if you were a priest in the Church of Rome and you questioned the papacy, you were excommunicated. It goes back to the reality that the Catholic Church are not really interested in morals. They don't really care what you do behind closed doors. As long as you arrive at church every Sunday, do your deeds and your beads, and of course give uh, to the church, never question the papacy, you're good to go. But if you push these bills through, allow same-sex marriage, allow abortions, and other things which are anti-scriptural, never mind officially anti-Catholicism, anti-scriptural, if you push these bills through uh, the Irish Senate, I think that's what they call it, no big deal. And this is once again the hypocrisy of the entire thing. Here's a quick footnote. Last night I caught a clip of Jacob Rees-Mogg, a very flamboyant and popular conservative member of parliament in the UK, and he's a pro-Brexiteer, makes a lot of uh, good points. But he's, an, he's, an, he's a, an unusual chap because, number one, he is socially conservative, but he's also morally conservative. And he's against abortion. He's against uh, same-sex marriage. He's against all the sorts of things that the Irish government and apparently the Irish people are in favour of. And I watched him being interrogated by the BBC, which, of course, are left-wing, biased, secular uh, media enterprise in the UK. And for the first few minutes, he stood his ground. He was very bold concerning what his church teaches. Never once quoted the scripture, never once quoted the Lord Jesus Christ. It was all about his church and what his church believed. And then he was asked what he thought about the current leader in Scotland, the leader of the uh, Conservative Party in Scotland, who's a lesbian, and apparently she's three months pregnant with a female lover. And within five minutes, he had to eat his words. And he made the case that he was very happy to hear the news of this woman's pregnancy and how he could remember his wife when she first fell, uh, first fell pregnant. And I thought, typical politician, eating his words. For the first few minutes, he's standing up for what he believes in, and he's entitled to believe what he wants to believe. A lot of Muslims are against abortion. A lot of Jews are against abortion. A lot of Muslims are against uh, same-sex marriage. A lot of Jews are against same-sex marriage. And I was watching him, thinking he's right on this, he's right on that. And the moment he was questioned, the moment the pressure was put on him, he uh, capitulated and had to eat his words. Again, it goes back to the reality that he is very much a victim of his church. And if his church was to come out tomorrow and say they are in favour now of same-sex marriage, they are in favour now, of abortions, they are in favour now of this or of that, he would have to do a complete about turn. I left a comment on that video and I said it's, it's such a great shame that he's following, that he's a member of a false fake church and isn't born again and isn't following the Lord Jesus Christ. To some extent I feel sorry for the people of Ireland. They have been uh, 
indoctrinated for hundreds of years. All they've ever known is the Catholic Church. And then bit by bit, drip, 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 stories are coming out, like I say, of paedophile priests, money being moved around, people being paid off, this, that, and everything else. And after a while, people are demoralized. They feel disgruntled. They feel betrayed. Let's be quite honest. Although it's a false church, that's all they've ever known. And their priests, their prelates, have been very quiet over the last few years. When they voted for the same-sex marriage bill, I think it was 2015, nobody was excommunicated. No priests, no politicians, no presidents. I would imagine that there are, men there are many members of the Irish cabinet that are Catholic. Some practicing, some uh, non-practicing, but nevertheless they are Catholic. And you won't hear the Pope come out and say such and such is anathematized, such and such is excommunicated. Isn't it amazing? It's all about power, you see. It's about the papacy. So, allow me to say this and I'll close. If you know anything about the Word of God, if you know anything about Almighty God, you know that there are certain things that He never changes on. He will never bless same-sex marriage. He will never bless abortion. He will never uh, bless wickedness, immorality. And when a state looks to the people to give it the green light, you know that we, we really have fallen from grace. Of course, Ireland isn't a Christian country. It is a Catholic country. And this bill will probably go through. There'll be almost no noise from Rome. And I would imagine that uh, Catholics living in Ireland will wonder why their church hasn't spoken out against this. I'm also pretty sure that some Catholics will vote for this. Not all Catholics are anti-abortion. Not all Catholics are anti-same-sex marriage. We have a guy in the UK called Piers Morgan. He is one of the hosts on Good Morning Britain, a morning breakfast show. He's a very proud Catholic. He always likes to tell his viewers that he's a very proud Catholic and yet he's for same-sex marriage, he's for abortion, he's for everything that the Bible is against. And he too, to some extent, has not only rejected his own church, but has rejected Almighty God. Britain fell probably 100 years ago. Britain fell at the turn of the 20th century when Britain stopped using the King James Bible. Britain fell 1948 when she abstained at the United, the United Nations Security Council concerning whether or not to allow Israel to return or whether or not to, uh, whether or not to acknowledge Israel's right to the land and slowly but surely 1964 Britain abolished the death penalty, 1969 Britain legalized abortion and around that time or early 1970s Britain legalized homosexuality and then fast forward to Two years ago, three years ago, the British government, under a so-called Christian leader, David Cameron, of course he's no Christian, he's an Anglican, decided to allow same-sex uh, same couples to marry, and he asked his then Home Secretary, a very devout Anglican, to draft up the legislation to make same-sex marriage legal. And Theresa May, to her shame, put the... Uh, papers together, put the uh, legislation together, and rather interestingly, around that time, she was diagnosed with diabetes. She now suffers with type 2 diabetes.
Of course, from the standpoint of the scripture, we know we are living in the last days. This is no surprise to us. The word of God said that things would get worse, not better. Go back to last weekend's royal wedding. Who would have thought that the queen would allow not only a divorcee uh, to marry into the royal family, but a Jewish divorcee. Meghan Markle was raised in a Catholic school, a Catholic system. She converted to Judaism when she married her first husband. And then a month before marrying her second husband, Prince Harry, she converted to Anglicanism. And the Queen gave the green light to that. And of course, you know what happened. 100,000 people turned up at Windsor Castle or around Windsor Castle to watch a wedding which cost the British taxpayer 30 million pounds and during that event a very controversial heretical bishop from America stood up made many statements some of which were worse than others but one of the worst statements was his citation of a Jesuit priest who would attack creation would seek to find the so-called missing link and when he couldn't find the so-called missing link would lie about it, would fabricate it. And he fell foul of his church, was never excommunicated again. You would think a church, a so-called Catholic church, the so-called Roman Catholic church, you would think surely that if one of their priests would seek to undermine the creation account, they would kick him out. Not at all. Again, it goes back to the papacy. It goes back to whether or not you speak against the so-called Holy Father. If you speak against him, look out but if you are found trying to undermine the genesis account and many uh jesuits have done that in fact the last four popes have gone on record and said that the uh science religion the evolution religion is more than a hypothesis they don't care about genesis 1 1 or the book of genesis they don't care about the four gospels or the epistles it all goes back to thou art peter and upon this rock will i build my church it's all about power prestige it's about controlling people and that jesuit priest lied was a troublemaker was trying to destroy man's faith in creation and as a result like i say temporarily fell foul of the catholic church was never laicized never lost his license to preach he was temporarily censored but not really he was sent to china and he was welcomed back into the fold this is a hypocrisy of the entire thing and of course you know that there are over one billion catholics around the world that are in bondage to their church and yet for the most part they don't follow the teachings of their church officially the catholic church is against same-sex marriage abortion and even divorce and remarriage they don't like that particularly and yet unofficially they're, they're allowed all the time unofficially it's no big deal just don't question the papacy so a very depressing a message to say this morning from the beautiful open-air pulpit I have Irish relatives my grandfather was Irish so I feel I'm allowed to comment on the affairs in Ireland I've been to Ireland it's a beautiful country but it's a barren country we've just finished an outreach in Scotland a beautiful country a beautiful parts of the UK we went to Edinburgh Glasgow uh, Stirling Perth and and other places beautiful country but it's it's dead it's spiritually dead and Scotland like Ireland Southern Ireland like Britain the mainland has completely apostatized has rejected God and are now embracing atheism secularism and of course in time to come 
you'll have an entire generation of Irish women and young women growing up and not thinking twice about aborting their, uh, their children and on top of that they would do so with an easy conscience because the law will say it's okay and the state will also pay for it. In the UK if a woman falls pregnant the state will pay for the abortion. I think one third of women in the UK will have an abortion and as we get nearer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ you'll see more of these taboos uh, being thrown out. The next thing to look out for will be polygamy, incest and probably bestiality. a quick PS to further underscore and try and attempt to understand the insanity of a nation like Ireland becoming so uh, depraved, we have to also remind ourselves that around 10 years ago the awful news came out of Catholic nuns, not just priests but so-called nuns, the so-called Sisters of Mercy, had not only been physically and sexually cruel, and yes they would abuse uh, children in their care physically and sexually, but on top of that would even murder children in Southern Ireland. It was bad enough that Catholic priests and nuns, and we mustn't forget nuns, they sometimes get overlooked, it wasn't just priests and nuns abusing children right under the noses, of their parents, but they were killing children in care homes, foster homes, orphanages. And those poor children who'd already lost mothers and fathers were sent to homes to be looked after, to be protected, only to be destroyed from their so-called carers. And when news broke not long ago, like I say, less than a decade ago, the Irish people probably said to themselves, enough is enough. We are disgusted. It's bad enough that the Catholic Church have been paying off priests and other so-called religious people, but now we are learning that our own children have been murdered, raped, and some children just discarded, thrown away like rubbish, and buried. And the Irish government, around 10 years ago, like I say, had to come out and apologise and the Catholic Church which controlled these children homes had to also through gritted teeth apologise. So again I don't on the one hand uh, want to be too harsh on the Irish people's repulsion when it comes to their rejection of Catholicism but never go from one extreme to another. Don't go from Catholicism to atheism that's a mistake. That's what the devil wants you to do. He hates you already. He's already destroyed you through Roman Catholicism. He's destroyed you through the system of men, the doctrine and commandments of men. And now he wants to destroy you even more. He wants you to follow him right into hell. And this is why I just hope that if anybody in Ireland who is watching this video has any level of uh, morality or sense left will stop what they are doing and think about what they are about to do this coming weekend. Of course for the record Bible believing Christians are not meant to be involved with politics, this isn't our world and yet at the same time if we can do something positive, if we can at least offer 
a ray of hope or say something which glorifies the Saviour and shames the devil, I think we should do so. And I hope that this video will be watched by people in Southern Ireland. It's not my purpose to interfere with Irish politics or any political system. Like I say, this isn't our world. But I am disgusted. I am repulsed. And I can also understand to some extent why the people of Ireland have become so agnostic, so atheistic, and why they are probably going to vote for the awful legislation and legalism of abortion. And this is how powerful the devil has been. He's been able to do this for many decades, many centuries, and of course when this broke a few years ago, it was no surprise to me that the people of uh, Ireland would feel so sickened, so devastated. And on that note, I will sign it now once and for all, and wish you every blessing and happiness in the wonderful name of our great God and Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen.